Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to round two of our... I almost just said Reforia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because we're redoing Euphoria, or Euphoria, as we like to call it. We know we said we were going to upload this last week, however, difficulties, as usual. Let me just tell you what happened, okay? So we did a remote podcast, and it was probably the first time that... We, I think we did, like, a yeah. decent job. And, like, the editing was, like, going fine, smooth, whatever, because we figured out, like, what we need to do. The answer is clapping, ladies and gentlemen. Just just clap. Get that clap spike in the audio. Yeah. But, um, you know, our editing software, I'm not even going to shout her out. I'm not even going to discredit her because I'm still using her to this day. But she just said, who needs it? It's so frustrating put a schedule up and it's not even us it's not even us Mm -hmm. it's the software it's the thing that's supposed to work all the time guaranteed to work all the time but it doesn't but we're trying to you know get back on schedule so an episode is coming out today Mm -hmm. and then if everything goes smoothly the way it should this episode will be coming out for you guys well well, you won't hear this. Okay, so, like, we're uploading one on Saturday, which hopefully you'll listen to that one before you listen to this one. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're a true fan, you listen in order. You a true already, fan. Yeah, you'll hear our Gameless and Shameless podcast, because we're recording this on Saturday. And I honestly think Gameless and Shameless is really funny. Mm-hmm. It is. Because it, it's so out of context. It's a, it's a visual experience that has been made yeah. into an audio experience. Mm-hmm. But this one will be uploaded on a Sunday, possibly? Yeah. That's what we agreed on. If everything runs goes smoothly. correctly. Yeah. So, um, we should jump into the podcast. Maybe beforehand we should talk about, like, how we're doing this. Because we find it a little difficult with, um, a lot of characters. And we're talking about one big season. Because usually when people talk about TV shows, they do, um, an episode. 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 Yeah. So this is a little difficult, and you guys know that, because we're just a mess. Um, so basically, we're going to just go through the characters, because first time we recorded this, we tried to go through the episodes, didn't really work out that well. I, we were just, like, rushing, because there's eight episodes, and it's really hard to cram eight episodes into, You think it like, wouldn't be that hard, but it a is. A 50-minute period. Because we did it with Stranger Things. But we didn't go episode by episode, though. That's true, but also with Stranger Things, they leave supporting characters as supporting characters, whereas this show, everybody's a main character. They're trying to give everyone their moment, and it's just not necessary. So, maybe we should start um, with our, quote, main character, question mark? You mean our girl, Zizi? Zizi Zendaya. (laughs) I hate when people say that. Uh, I'm like, it's 2019. We know what her name is. It's Zendaya. So we have Rue. Now Rue. We're gonna... We're, we're just gonna go through her. We're gonna talk about her storyline. And her background. Rue, she is a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she actually uses crack, but okay. <laughs> well, like, all of them are kind of crackheads, to be honest. I'm a crackhead, so it's um, fine. So, Rue is a drug addict slash recovering drug addict. She'll always be a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, so, beginning of the series, we kind of start with her coming back from rehab. She spent 
I think they said a few weeks, three weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember how <laughs> this this show has just. I watched it two weeks ago. It's already disappeared from my head. Well, we're kind of introduced to her family dynamic, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. So Rue's addiction kind of comes into play as a result, I guess. Please don't come for me if I'm, like, not defining addiction correctly. I'm personally not an addict. But, anyway. I do drugs, but I'm not an addict, I swear. I personally only take Dayquil, so. (laughs) But, yeah, so she has all of these mental health issues when she's younger, which kind of, like, plays into her, like, obsessive tendencies. Yeah. Like, we find out she has OCD, and she has, um... Bipolar disorder. Well, they question. She often questions whether she has bipolar or depression or both. Well, I mean, bipolar. There's like mania. Well, yeah, but even there was even one episode. She was like, I don't know if I'm bipolar. I don't know, but like, I think we can establish she's. I think maybe said that in the first episode. Well, maybe she was like in her manic episode. I don't know. Isn't I'm. I don't want to describe people in their mag episodes, but I think she was going through an episode where she's like, I don't think I'm bipolar. I really don't think I am. Because she was kind of, she was on a high. Like, she was super, like, everything's going right, yeah. blah, 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 Like, super high energy, and then, like, she crashed, because that's yeah. how bipolar disorder works. But basically, they say she has OCD, bipolar, and ADHD. Yeah. Which, that's Which is like, a lot Ooh. in the mix. And she was just a child. But um, it also doesn't help that when she gets older, her dad um, passes away from cancer. And, you know, while, well, before he passed away, she wanted, um, she wanted to feel like, she wanted to connect with her father, Mm -hmm. I guess. So she took some little pills. I think they were oxys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, one at a time. And, you know, she's like, you didn't realize I was high because he was completely out of it. That kind of started it all. Then he dies, and I think that's when she just... She really leans on that dependency mm-hmm. to kind of, like, fill that hole in her life. Because I definitely... Like, while I think she had a good relationship with both parents, um, I think she kind of was closer to her dad. Yeah. Um, because, like, she wears his hoodie, like, throughout the entire yeah. season. And, like, she... You know, like, that... I mean, that would impact anybody, but, like, for her, like, that drug addiction kind of started with that. And she was on a lot of pills beforehand mm-hmm. to manage her ADHD and So, it's disorder. definitely a lot for her. So, kind of going down the drug route was really an escape for her mm-hmm. through all that. Let's talk about her sister and her mom for a second. Okay, so there's Gia and then... Leslie... Leslie. Yes. That's my them. mama name. Mm-hmm. Gia, sweetheart. Oh, little sweetheart. A little sweetheart who just becomes a little bit of a trap queen. Uh, <laughs> so her sister is the one who actually found her when she overdosed. She was choking on her puke. And that's emotionally traumatic. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, you watch that scene and you're like, Gia, like do what the paramedics tell you to do, but at the same time you're like, I wouldn't know it. I'm not in her mindset. She just kind of freezes. She she sees her sister dying. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Her mom's not even home. Um, But, it's kind of weird, because you gotta remind yourself, she's 13, and Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, wow, kids these days and what they're wearing, I sound so old, but it's like, 
Hmm. I don't know. Me she at was, Maddie. She was wearing a crop top. She was showing her belly button. I mean, I never had... You know what? I'm not even going to go down that route. Like, I mean, road. I don't even do that now, so... I could be 25 and I would still be modest. Modest. Modest is hottest. I'm just saying 13-year-olds now... Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they just look different from when I was 13. Well, they... Everyone who's younger now just skips the whole, like, ugly uh, face. Maybe they'll have it later in life. I hope so. <laughs> That's so mean, but, but it's, like, not fair. But at the same time, her the actress is 16. Yeah. Which I always sound weird because she could have actually played Rue if they wanted to go, like, the same age route, mm-hmm. even though Rue's 17, but 16 and 13 are really that's a really big difference i think because of the explicit scenes in the show she can't they do. couldn't have someone who's actually 16 yeah. play that part which i mean the people there look on the show they look kind of like teenagers sort of it's like some of them are questionable that's a plot point that i want to hit later on like the whole like is this realistic is this not realistic yeah but for now i really liked how this part felt realistic to me anyway. I don't have siblings, so I can't fully confirm, but whatever. I like how both of the sisters, they, like, there was a role reversal of who's protective. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, when, you know, Rue's addiction is kind of finally laid out and her mom is aware of it and her sister is aware of it, Gia's super protective of Rue. Like, Rue and her mom, they're fighting all the time about everything. And yeah. her mom, it's coming from a place of love. It's like... Yeah, but she doesn't know how to deal with it. Because it's frustrating. Mm Because, like, Rue is, you know, using behind her back. And, like, she's having to do these in-home drug tests. And she's, like, stealing money to go buy drugs. And she's not saying where she's going. So, like, I understand where Leslie is coming from. Like, it's frustrating. And you want to protect your child. And you don't want to see them, like, you know, dead in the streets somewhere. But Gia is kind of, like... There's you're gonna drive her to do it more. There's something obviously... Like, she even says there's something obviously wrong with her. Not only all these mental illnesses, but she's doing drugs. All of this is probably a lot on her. And it's like, just cut her some slack, kind of. She's like, yeah. chill. Like, y'all need to stop fighting. And when Rue leaves and is, like, slamming the door and everything, Gia's like, well, are you happy now? It's a very complicated situation because at one, because you can you can see every, from everybody's viewpoint. You can definitely see where Leslie's coming from. You can see where Rue's coming from. You can see where Gia's coming from. But it's like, who's right? There's no black and white. Mm-hmm. It's very gray area. Mm-hmm. And then with Gia later on, because, you know, her and Rue, they're not that far apart age-wise. Rue is still kind of looking after her as, like, the big sister in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Gia's a teenager. So, like, yeah. she's trying to, you know, live her own life, be experimental, mm-hmm. hang out with boys, try a little of that devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. And Rue's like, excuse you, do you want to be like me? Do you not see issues right here, Exhibit A? <laughs> and you're out here with these two nabby-headed little boys smoking. She said, get up. And yeah. this is the part that really, like, I felt my body getting catapulted, like, into, like, my own life. Where she said, I'm not playing with you, get up. I was like, that's where I was like, hmm. This show is, like, very, I was going to say relatable, but it's not. I will say, though. Because I have a younger sister, we're, like, I would say they have a bigger age gap than we do, but it's not that far apart. I, I could have seen myself in Rue at that moment. I would have told my sister, like, you get yourself up, you are not, 
going down this route anymore. Like, me and my sister, like, we're not the closest, but we're also, but we're not, like, you know, so far apart to where we don't communicate like that. Like, mm-hmm. if I gotta protect her, I will do what I can. You know, that's my sister. That's me with myself. <laughs> I'm like... I mean, that's good for you. <laughs> it's like when you leave and... Who's the real Gemini around here? <laughs> when you have undiagnosed social anxiety. But, like, when you leave and you're like, wow, I was like, we did that. We are okay. Like, mm-hmm. I talk to myself in public. I'm like, other people can hear you, sweetheart. Calm down. It's okay. But it's fine. Okay. But I just like that relationship. Yeah, so, Rue, let's, um, go, let's dive deeper into Rue. Um, well, I well, guess. should we go through, like, each character's background before we... Because eventually... Maybe before we hit the connection. Yeah, because eventually we're going to hit uh, Jules. Yeah. So let's talk about Jules. Oh, Jules. Oh, Julesy Woolsey. You know, I was going into this thinking I would love Jules. Because mm-hmm. everybody else does. That was proven wrong. Once again, everything the internet loves, I hate. I, you know, I think a lot of people really like Jules because aesthetically, she's, you know, she's popping. And it's more representation, but it's not, like, in your face. Which I I love. I love that. About this show. Yeah. Because they only really bring it up. Well, I think from the first episode, they, like, casually, because she didn't have her pants on or something, and you could, like, clearly see, like, she was transgender. But um, then there's a whole backstory of her. But yeah. that's, like, the only time they ever mention. I don't even read think they say like she's trans or anything they i think there's one clip where she's like well everyone knows i'm trans but she said it's like quick and it's over like nobody cares because that's the world we live in today but i just want to clarify yeah i don't feel like they like glossed over it where they're like let's not talk about it it's just like i like and they did this with um sexuality as well i like that they didn't make a huge deal about it, like, to where that's the only aspect of the yeah, character. It's a lot normal. of shows do that. It's normal for them. Where it's, like, if they have a gay character or a transgender character, and I just want to clarify, gender and sexual orientation are not the same thing, because I'm not trying to have anyone be like, uh, uh, at me, because yeah. I am intelligent, okay? Yep. Um, but they didn't make that their whole entire character. Mm-hmm. That was just, like, one part of them. Because it, it reminded me, um, I'm going to compare it really quickly to This Is Us, and I think that's a very progressive show as well, but one aspect is that the daughter comes out, and it's like, all of a sudden, that's all she is, is that, I'm trying to figure out my sexuality, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing for mm-hmm. a TV show, but it's just her only thing. So, um, there's that, and then this one, when Rue, I mean, I don't even think she, like, comes out, she just... It's just who she is. And her mom, like, when they're having a conversation, and I guess we'll hit on this later, about, like, Jules being her, you know, girlfriend, but, like, it's, I don't know, it's hard to say girlfriend, because the relationship isn't really defined, like, we yeah. don't really know what they are, Love her. but her mom is just kind of, like, you know, just take it slow, yeah. just be chill, like, it's not, like, this whole big thing. Which I really liked about... I really liked that about the exactly. show. It just... Everything felt so normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it should be. But let's talk more about Jules and her backstory. So Jules is new to this town. Um, we're introduced to her kind of in a short clip. I think she started going to school at whatever this high school is called. I don't know. Um, over the summer. Because mm-hmm. she meets another character named Kat. Who we'll hit on in a minute. 
but yeah, she's new in town, and her big thing is she really likes to go on these dating apps, meet up, hook up, and leave. And it's usually older married men. Mm-hmm. Can we see how problematic that is already? You know, 16, 17-year-old, you know, you everybody has their preferences. It's but, just interesting, because it's like, I don't really understand where that comes from. I don't, well, I don't either, because the show makes it out to seem like everybody has daddy issues, or something like that. But her and her dad seem to have a really good relationship. Which makes it even weirder, but <laughs> if that's, but I think it's just something about her. Maybe it comes from her mom, like, mommy issues. Because I honestly think that Jules and Cassie are very similar. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, Jules, as a child, was sent to a... I mean, I don't think this is... I mean, it was important to know, but it wasn't important to the story, I think. Mm-hmm. She was sent to a, uh, like, a, a mental health facility, whatever. Um, against her will, kind of. Her mom took her. I don't know where her dad was in this whole scenario. It was really weird. She spent some time there. Um, I don't know. I feel like that part of the story, like, it was nice to know, but it was like, what did this do to the story? It didn't connect very well with everything else, which was kind of... Because I figured her mom not being in the picture, her mom had something to do with the fact that, um, you know, or her mom didn't approve of who she really was. Which I think maybe she didn't, because I'm like, if you're bringing your kid... I mean, I'm not saying, like, mental health facilities are bad or anything. I'm just saying, like, the way she did it was kind of... And why she did it? Because, you know, Jules, I think, wasn't it the only reason she brought her there? Is because Jules was like, I want to be a woman. I want to be a girl. Or was there something else underlying? Or was it depression? I don't remember. I think it was kind of both. Because I remember her talking of, like, something about, like, she was sad or something. I don't know, but, um... She goes, it's very emotionally scarring. There's people there that are just, like, really, like, whoa, baby. Let's... And she has a suicide attempt. hmm In this place. Like, with the soda can. One of the, um... I don't know what you would call them. Like, a nurse. Kind I guess. Like, a nurse. Um, comes in and brings her lunch, and she's like, hey, can you leave the can, which... That's a big... We all knew that was a big red flag by the minute she said that. And she ended up ripping this aluminum can open. Oh, I can't even think of it. Uh, it's so gross. And right after, she was kind of... She like, regretted it. In a panic, I guess. Because she... We're not even in a panic. She was just kind of like, I did something stupid. Well, I think she was in shock. Yeah. Because I would be panicking. But she was definitely in shock. Um, but that kind of seems like everything about Jules's backstory. Mm-hmm. She would move on to Nate. The main antagonist of, um, you know, of Euphoria. Nate. Nate is played by Jacob Ellerdy or whatever his name is from the kissing booth. Ooh. There's just something about him that is so Bryce. It's just <laughs> Bryce. It's, these two are so, I almost said familiar again. Oh my god. I don't know what it is about familiar and similar. I'm like, combine. Um, he has. He has some daddy issues. 
issues. He has some daddy issues, some sexuality issues, some love issues. He's got some anger issues. All kinds of issues. Oh, More issues boy. than Vogue. Seriously, this little boy. So his whole thing is like, he's a daddy's boy. Um, but it's like he's really trying to live up to his dad's expectations for everything. But not in a positive way. Not in the Disney Channel, Troy Bolton, Coach Bolton kind of way. Where it's like, no dad, dad. this is your dream. <laughs> it's not like that. He's like, I need to be powerful. Like my daddy. It's like, because my brother's an idiot and my mom's stupid. So I need to be like my daddy. Because my mom's a, a woman. My mom doesn't have opinions. Trash. <laughs> But when he's really young, he sneaks into his dad's office and mm-hmm. starts looking through all these uh, CDs. That are very organized. Mm-hmm. Very organized. They're color-coded. Yeah, and... Ooh. I'll just talk about it. Do you want me to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, you can talk about it. Okay, so he sneaks in, and you know, it's daddy's big desk. Ooh, some... With that big Mac, Mac computer. <laughs> and Nate knows that there's something up with it, because one, this drawer is locked, and anytime there's a locked drawer, it's a little sus. Two, the CDs, DVDs, whatever, they're organized in a very specific way. And Nate is writing out the color order so he can mm-hmm. put things back where they belong. And the way he spelled orange, it was like O-R-E-N-G. And I said, ooh, me too. And um, He's still learning. He plays one, and it's all of these different sex tapes that his dad has made in this motel with, uh, like, younger guys and... Um, just like they were super graphic. Well, I think also there were, um, there were also transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was all, there was an obvious type. Yeah. He had. Um, what freaked me out is that this little boy was just kept watching. I'm like, you, if my, if my seven year old eyes saw this, I would be scarred for life. It was just a lot for someone that young. And he, then his dad gets home and he's got to scramble. Scramble. But, um, you can tell from, this boy's got some issues, even from, but even from before he saw the tapes. Just the fact that he kept watching, it was like, okay, this boy, you know. But I feel like it's almost like a car wreck. It's like you see it and you like, like can't, can't even look away. Yeah. Oh, it's just gross to think about. But it's like after that, almost immediately after that, Nate becomes like who he is as a teenager. He's like working out every day and yeah. like super into football. And his dad is very pushy almost he's like mm-hmm. you have all this potential you need to do x y and z he's, not unlike mckay's father yeah and you know his dad even says everybody nobody's gonna ever root for you you're gonna have to root for yourself something like that uh, can't expect people to praise you and like i get the advice but at the same time i was like that's a little harsh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, they're really ex- the parents in the show are very extreme mm-hmm. but um he ends up dating maddie, maddie. That's a whole because, toxic relationship. Yeah, because he has he, he has a very specific type of girls that he likes. That scene, I really liked how they filmed it. I just thought it was interesting. It's like, Nate likes chokers, but only when they're lacy. Mm-hmm. Nate doesn't like sneakers. He likes ballet flats. And he doesn't like hair. He hates kinkles. He loves his bald women. <laughs> <laughs> he loves an alopecia queen. Um, but um, he's like, they redo it again with the flowers. What do you mean? You remember when, like, Rue's like, at first Nate was super sweet and he got her flowers every single day, blah, 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 and, like, the locker bill. Oh. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. I just thought I would throw that in there. Um, anything else about Nate's backstory or are we missing something? 
I don't think so. Because I think we can get into his sexuality issues later on. Oh my god. Um, Cat. Let's talk about Cat. Cat. We love Cat. My heart. So Cat basically went on vacation. Was it Jamaica? You know? I don't remember. I think it was Jamaica. I want to say. But before that, she, you know, when she was a little girl, she had this little boyfriend, fifth grade. Daniel. Daniel. You know, she felt like he was the only one who ever, like, wanted, that ever liked her at school, and mm-hmm. they were really close. Then she went to Jamaica for, like, three weeks. She drank a lot of pina coladas. You know, she was enjoying her time. She said, I'm throwing back some cold ones with the boys. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when she got back, she could tell, she could not wear those pants that she wore three weeks ago. She got a little thick with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how she paid for all, for all those pink coladas, but Mommy's you know. card. You know, it's okay. Um, so she tried to cover everything up, and then she's like, I hope Daniel still likes me. And he does. Uh, and for one is. period. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my heart. He, and then he says, we can't date anymore. Through a note. Through a note. And, and it wasn't even in, it wasn't even in his handwriting. Mm-mm. Some girl and that's where everything just kind of went downhill for her. Yeah, she kind of got into this whole, you know, no one's ever going to like me um, because Daniel doesn't like me. And she doesn't want to experience that hurt again. So she kind of, I don't know, like, there's this scene um, where she's kind of, like, having her, like, evolution, I guess. Yeah. And she's walking through the mall, and she's like, I spent so much of my time trying to hide the fact that I was fat. And she's like, nothing's more powerful than a fat girl who doesn't give an mm. Y'all know the word? Yeah. Who doesn't give a And I was like, yes, girl, go off! But she becomes a cam girl. Because she found as the only... Well, because she loses her virginity at a party mm-hmm. and you know a little tape comes out and everybody's like cat is that you she's like no because you can't see her face in it no uh, eventually everybody's like okay it's not cat and but she sees all the all the comments and they love her so she's like maybe this is the only way i can be empowered mm-hmm. the only people can like me and you know she can make some money off of that so she does that was, like, her whole storyline is about how her the people in her real life are kind of... They're not awful to her. Like, I've definitely seen shows that it, they are a lot more brutal, I guess. But... They're not the best. Yeah. They're just... People don't really care about her in real life. Mm-hmm. But then online, it's just, like, she gets all this attention mm-hmm. and everything. And she kind of thrives off that, like, of having this online persona where yeah. nobody knows the real her. But she's behind the Larry Starlinson fanfic, apparently. That was the worst. Oh, I hated that part of the... <laughs> I wasn't, like, a 1D stan. So, I didn't even know that that was, like, a thing, really, but... That was so gross, though. Just watch. Because I heard that um, Louie, you know, the L part of Larry, he was not happy about that portrayal on the show. I'm he... shocked that he watched it. Well, he I don't think he watched it, but I think everybody brought it to his attention, and he said he didn't like how it, it, you know, it, everything seemed to die down and then everybody brought it up again. Yeah. And, and I will say I wasn't a big fan of, um, them. They could, they could have found any other way, but they decided to use real people, real character or, you know, 
I'm surprised that they gave it that much screen time. Yeah. I thought they would just say it, but they had, like, a whole nope. animation created. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that came out, that was a really big controversy. That was the only thing that Euphoria was kind of um, critiqued for at the um, moment. I feel like it could be critiqued for a lot more, but, you know. Well, like, you know people on the internet. They're mm-hmm. like, Euphoria, so relatable. Love it. Um, let's move on to Cassie. <sighs> Daddy issues. Go ahead and cry, little girl. Nobody does it like you yeah. do. So basically, Cassie, um, was she the ice skater or the, pa- no, Maddie was the pageant queen. Cassie was the ice skater. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she was an ice skater. I don't know. That's just part of it. It's because her dad got her skates. Wow. One of your daddy creates your daddy issues. But, um, she's really boring. I'm sorry. Okay, so Cassie's whole thing is she's pretty. That's literally I it. feel like her and Maddie are just pretty. Maddie it's pretty, but it's pretty with purpose. Like, Maddie knows who she wants to be. She's like, I'm not trying to have a job. I'm not trying to do this. I want to be beautiful and not have to do anything. But Cassie, she's not a bad person. Like, she honestly seems like a sweetheart, but she's just kind of like She doesn't really have a lot of substance. She feels so wishy-washy sometimes because, um, you know, her dad, he, he, he just leaves her. She's like, he's like, bye. Mm -hmm. He gonna go do those drugs. Well, she has a rough home life though, kind of. Yeah. And her mom's an alcoholic, Mm -hmm. but her mom still cares for her. Her mom is supportive, but also I feel like Cassie and her younger sister, Lexi, they kind of feel like they have to take care of their mom Mm -hmm. in a way um and they grew up in a like tent house like her parents would always be fighting and then when her dad finally left didn't he get into a like bad accident he got in a bad car accident and then he got hooked on all the pain meds and then he started doing heroin Mm -hmm. and they had split custody and it got to the point where their dad just kind of wasn't showing up yeah um and that's kind of where all her you know, she's very, um, I don't know, like, what's the word you would, she's, she's just out there. She's got daddy issues. She's got daddy issues, so she likes her men. She goes through them quick, but she kind of falls in love with them instantly, Mm -hmm. but she's afraid of abandonment, obviously. Yeah, and then, without her knowledge, there's tapes and stuff, and it kind of starts this whole thing, this whole thing where everybody knows who Cassie is. Well, like, she knew, but she didn't approve of it. Because yeah. she had a boyfriend who wanted to film her all the time. But it went everywhere. Yeah. Obviously without her consent. So, she's kind of known for getting around at mm-hmm. the school. And... it's That's why I say she's wishy-washy. Because sometimes she's like, I don't want to be known as that. Um, which I completely understand. And then she'll act like, that's not who I really am. And then when McKay's, you know, try to talk some football, which, you know, we all understand. We don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, as a, me as a supportive girlfriend. This, I don't care. Yeah, so, but she wants to do Dope's Tango. He's like, all you want to do is have sex. And I'm like, like, what is this relationship? Or what, what are we? I think it really kind of hurt her when he said that but McKay is not perfect either no like he doesn't treat her the best he's our next person so should we talk about him next I think we should so 
Cassie is dating this guy, McKay. He's a college freshman. Yeah, and I think... I think Cassie's a junior. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he's going into his first year of college, and he's really struggling. Uh, he's an athlete. He grew up very competitive, really good in high school, you know, typical story. Mm-hmm. But then he gets into college, and he's no longer... The best. Yeah. Which is normal. It's a thing. Like... You may have been the best at high school, but you're going to a school and joining a team where everyone is either as good as you or better. Everybody was the best in their towns, and now you're all coming together. Mm-hmm. So, it's obviously very difficult for And him. I thought that was a realistic um, mm-hmm. thing. Because it's kind of like, if you're like one of the smarter kids in your high school, mm-hmm. when you get to college, you're, you're with everybody who's as good as you. So, so um... Cassie and McKay, I just do not care about these characters. I thought they were kind of sweet at first. And McKay, he doesn't seem like... I don't know. It's really, like, conflicting. It's not black or white. He's not a bad boyfriend, but he's not a good boyfriend. Like, he obviously likes her and cares about her. And when all these guys are like, Oh, you're with the slut, blah, blah, blah. He's like, don't talk about her like that. Yeah. But there are points where he's saying, like, Yeah, we're not together not a thing so she's obviously very hurt by that understandably but the reason why I don't like these characters is I feel like they never overlapped with anybody else Mm -hmm. they were just kind of their own little thing which I wanted everybody to just kind of be cohesive and everybody be linked to somebody in some way and I know Cassie is Lexi's sister and she's friends with Maddie yeah but or Lexi is also Rue's best friend but kind of childhood best friend but I just don't see how Cassie McKay really benefited the story in any way. Should we move on to Maddie? We talked about how she she was the pageant queen as a child, mm-hmm. and then the judge or whatever, he got into some trouble. And it her, was Insatiable 2.0. Yeah, and her mama was like, we pulling you out of that. And she's like, but mom, this is my whole life. She was crushed. But, you know, she spent her time at the nail salon, and she said... She figured out there's two types of people at the nail salon. The people doing the nails and the people getting the nails. And she wants to be the person getting the nails. Me too. She wants to work at being pretty so she doesn't have to work. She kind of wants to just be a trophy wife, basically. And her and Nate get together. And you think this is what she wants. Because he sees her as the perfect girl. But the perfect beard. True. Because she finds some... She found some things. Some peanut. <laughs> Literally. So, okay, their whole relationship is built on lies. Because Nate, he is genuinely sweet to her in the beginning. Because, you know, that's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. It's like they want to be all sweet to you, and then they get you, and they're like, no. I hate you. Basically. And they're like, you know, having their intimate moments. And he's like, are you you Have you waited your whole life for me? Is she, is she a liar? She she's said, like, she wearing her little cross necklace. Of course. She starts changing herself for him. She starts lying to please him. Mm-hmm. Which I... I don't know if that's what she always wanted. But it doesn't seem like it. Well, they're like a toxic couple. It's like they know they're that bad. they're problematic. But they can't leave each other. That's what frustrates me. I'm like, Maddie, you can understand. You have said he is not good for you. But you keep coming back. Why must you? Nate's dad even says, like, y'all are not it. 
But and that's this realistic. Is, and I'm like, this is high school. Y'all are going to be moving on a couple of years. But even. it's like I knew people like that mm-hmm. that were in relationships that were, even now, like in college, like people that are in relationships that are just problematic. Yeah. I'm like, why do y'all keep doing this to y'all selves? I don't know. I personally cannot relate to that, but I've seen it. Yeah. Um, the last person is Cal. I put Cal just because he is a big influence mm-hmm. on some of these characters. But we all know Cal's story. He goes to motels and he has some fun with some people that isn't his wife. And he makes some tapes and, you know, it's scarred little <laughs> little Nate. He makes some tapes when he should be making some chili, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. He likes, he likes his chili. But one of the people he meets with is Jules. Jules. And I guess that kind of starts our whole story. Mm-hmm. So Jules, you know, she has a bike and she pedals in the night. She has some yellow eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rhyme anymore. I was trying to think of like a word that rhymed with eyebrows. Brows that she wants to announce <laughs> <laughs> to all the crowds at the party, which is where we are now. Where are we? <laughs> so we're at um, McKay's going away party. It's a house party. Very extravagant. Don't think that's how parties actually are. I don't know. I never. I don't go to parties. I've never been to like a proper party, but I don't really know that many people that have houses like that. So I don't know. But well, everybody's house in this like was most people's houses were big and insane. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's outskirts of Los Angeles, we guess. So I still can't confirm the location of this show. I think it's Los Angeles, even though nobody has confirmed it. But I'm just saying it is because that's where they film it. So, I just assume, you know, they're not going to be saying anything specific. It's Los Angeles or outside of it. I don't know. Um, so, at this party, you know, Nate and Maddie, they're on the off side of their on-again, off-again relationship. Sorry, it's loud, but it's okay. Maddie, you know, to get Nate's attention, to make him jealous, she decides, hey, I'm gonna hook up with another guy. In a pool. Publicly. Yeah. And she's like, I want your body on my body. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, Nate's not happy about that, so he goes into the kitchen and he's like, oh, I'm so angry. I just want I'm a- angry! I just, I just want a cookie. I'm angry. <laughs> I want to throw things everywhere. And Jules is over here like, get a Snickers, dude. Yeah. He's like, who are you? Who are you? Here? Oh. And then she, she's like, yeah, you want to come for me? Like, I will, I will cut myself. And I just did. And then it's the love story of Rue and Jules. Rue was like, I'm so intrigued by this girl who cut herself. She's like, that's so hot. Like, <laughs> so me. Like, it's like my feelings towards Ethan, but like towards Jules. Uh, so, this is where I found it a little strange. Jules is going home because she's like, I got a big cut. I need to go fix this up. I got a little bleeding. And Rue was like, can I come with you? And Jules is like, okay. Which is so weird. Like, they don't know each other. Also, I need to point out off topic, kind of but these girls, they be riding on their bicycles in the middle of the night. No helmets. Do y'all, like, do, do these girls not know that there are bad people out there? Y'all need to protect yourselves. Let us know if you listen, what? If you listen to your bike, if you <laughs> ride your bike at night with no helmet. In sketchy areas. Or no, like, lights on it. 
Because that was not my teenagehood. Mm-hmm. If my mama caught me riding my bike in the middle of the night. I wouldn't have to worry about the people on the streets because my mom would have me. Mm-hmm. She said, do it again. I swear. You try that again. But um, they go home and they bond. <laughs> they bond really quickly. Yeah, that's one thing that I kind of didn't like. Like, I understand in life, sometimes you meet people that you just kind of have an instant connection with. But you're I, normally not at their house. I ain't going to be cuddling with them. No. See, I knew they would get together because, like, Twitter was all over that. But I didn't know how. I thought it would be, you know, slow burn. No, it just happens. I feel like because they have so much going on, they're like, okay, we need to establish that Rue and Joel. They're made for each other. They're soulmates. And I'm like, okay, this is a little too fast. Let's slow this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about their relationship as one of the plot points. Um... Well, I think Rue definitely thinks it's more than what it is. I thought it was more than what it was. Like, in Rue's eyes, it's like, oh, we're together, we're monogamous, you know, whatever. But Jules is still talking to, like, other people and, like, seeing other people. And she is, you know, I was going to say she meets, but she doesn't really meet him until later on. But, like, she is talking to this guy named Tyler and they are really hitting it off she's really falling for him but she meets Tyler in person after the carnival the big town catastrophe um it's Nate because Nate knew Nate is apparently still watching these tapes gross but um Nate knows that Jules and her and his dad did the devil's tango and he's like to threaten you right now, so you're gonna sit down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, you're gonna threaten me. It's like, You better not be telling anybody about my papa, about what he does, about Big Daddy. We have to win the chili cook off. If we don't win, my dad is gonna burn the whole town to the ground. Ugh. Like, what made me confused? So, I saw the clip of her and him by the water, like, before actually watching the show, and at first, I thought that was, like, the main plot line, was that, like, this big football yeah. guy likes Jules, but it's so not. Because that's what I thought it was at first, too. I was like, oh, you know, he's got some secrets. He doesn't even like her. hmm But he kind of, you know, he has some, he likes some things. Because mm-hmm, he's over here, like, she's pretty. Yeah. Oh, we should also acknowledge that he's kind of blackmailing her because she sent all these uh, pictures and stuff and he's like I'm a lawyer now and you know you're breaking some uh, child pornography uh, laws and stuff (laughs) so if you say anything about my daddy I'm going to be releasing these and you going to jail because Nate doesn't know how to mind his own business because Jules already told Cal like hey you know I'm not going to say anything. She's she's even like, you know, I don't care. She's like, it's whatever. And Cal's like, oh, okay. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you so much. And Nate's like, I know you're going to sit on my big... In breaking news. In breaking news. <laughs> there are people driving very violently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's this whole thing. And then Jules doesn't ever really tell anybody about it. Because Rue knows about Tyler, in quotation marks. Um, but all Jules says is that he doesn't look like his picture. Yeah, I mean, I obviously she doesn't say anything because he has a way of threatening her, mm-hmm. something like that. So, there's that. 
She doesn't tell anybody except for Rue about um, Cal because she has no purpose yeah. of telling anybody. She's like, I don't, like, I'm not out to destroy this man's life. The only connection, it literally, is that Cal is Nate's dad. That's yeah. it. Um, but by the end of the series, I guess just to wrap up Rue and Jules. So, Jules is out here making out with some girl. Anna. Anna. Couldn't remember her name. From, um... In Los Angeles, we think. The city. Whatever. And Rue's over here like, I thought we were, um, you know, a thing. So, I'm like, a little hurt. She's like, she reminds me of you. I'm like, well, why aren't you making that with me then? And I'm like, ew. I don't know, but uh, Rue, uh, Rue is like, we could just run away together. You know, every, every teenager in love says that. But, you know, they never mean it. And Jules is like, okay. And she starts packing up her things. And Rue's like, oh, I forgot my meds, which I actually need. I don't have clothes. You know, what about Gia and my mom? And Jules is like, it's okay. Rue, we will get we you meds. Call them. Gosh. I don't think don't you understand know? how difficult it is to get prescriptions in other cities. I don't know. Like, don't you know that FaceTime is a thing? Like, can't you hit up a drug dealer? I mean, obviously you're a drug addict. So Jules, she leaves and Rue's like, nah, nah fam, I ain't for this. My whole thing is Jules is just really selfish. Yeah, so we don't like Jules. Everybody's like intoxicated by her because she's new, but like mm -hmm. she's just really selfish. Like when Rue finally starts cleaning up her act because of Jules, not that yeah. you should ever base your recovery on like one single person. You should Because be that is you. very unreliable. Yeah, because it's like if they're not in your life anymore, are you going to spiral again? Probably. Because she did spiral. Yeah. I mean, Jules left and she was like, oop. I'm back. She's like, I'm going to clean myself up for this girl. And Jules doesn't really respect that. Because, like, she... I mean, they're at a party. Like, they want to have fun, and I get that. But it's, like... It's hard on her. Because it's like you have all this, this temptation around you, and you can't act on it. I mean, they can always act as if... I don't know about something like Jewel. Like, you know Ali, Ruse, I guess... Mentor. Mentor. Sponsor. He even said, I got cleaned up because I have two little girls or two kids at home. I mean, that seems like a valid way because, you know, you got some kids you got to look after. But Ruth doesn't have to look after Jules. Mm -mm. So. I think, but she wants to keep her in her life. Yeah. If, I mean, if it's a way to keep her clean. It's just it, not the most healthy way of mm -hmm. doing it. Um, other plot points, Kat and Ethan. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go off. Okay. So, here's my girl Kat, my thick-witted queen. She's in biology, you know, living her best life. This is pre-transformation. Ethan is out here just being a cute little mayonnaise boy. And he's like, hey, my name is Ethan. She's like, are you a school shooter? And he's like, what? And she's like, ready username, go. And he's like... I don't remember Incel Uprising or something like that, which is so weird. Who never asked tell, Reddit? never tell anybody your Reddit username. Oh, I would never. Reddit is for yourself and yourself only. Reddit is what Tumblr used to be. Like, you remember when people had Tumblr, but they would never say like what their oh, yeah. thing was. Yeah. Nobody it, wants to know your no. your passions, your secrets. Keep it to yourself. It's anonymous for a reason. It's kind of like Pinterest in some way. I guess. But you can lock up your Pinterest. Oh, girl. Boards. Like, half my boards yeah. are locked. Like, I think publicly there's, like, three boards, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So, they are kind of, like, cute or whatever. And I'm just going to hit my favorite scenes of them just very quickly. Okay. I'm going to give you the Cat and Ethan rundown. Let's go. And...
we're going. Cat's at lunch. She's buying a grapefruit because she's trying to get a little skinny, but she doesn't have enough money. And Ethan is like, oh my god, girl, I got you. $3.25 for a grapefruit? That's insane. Highway robbery. It is high school. I mean, it, for a grapefruit? It was a big grapefruit. It better be made out of, like, Gold. the flesh of our Lord and Savior. But, Dolly Parton. <laughs> but yeah, so she's like, oh, no, 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 I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. He's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? It was so cute. He wanted to take care of her. This is my baby. And um, the lunch lady's like, she's doing the grapefruit diet. Leave her alone. How embarrassing. And I was like, ooh, I'm mortified. But then they end up hitting it off at the town carnival, and they're going to get really drunk and ride the Ferris wheel together. But Kat sees Ethan talking to this different girl, and she's like, oh, my God, this little boy is going to leave me for this skinny chick and in actuality it's just some girl trying to get Ethan's sister to cover her shift. She's like I need her to cover my shift. Come on Ethan. And Ethan's like come on Ethan make out with me so you can (laughs) confirm. Oh my god Ethan please. Uh, Ethan. (laughs) They go to this Halloween party and this is where it like really just the peak level for me. I was dying. We gotta say PG-13 I don't care. I'm a well. You know what? I do care. But I'm a Cooper, I'm a Cooper PG for the kids okay. at home. Anyway, they're at this party. Cat is dressed as like a nun, um, but not like a godly nun. She a little saucy with it. Saucy. And then our boy Ethan comes in looking like a vampire weekend poster, just walking in casual, but the, mm, love it. And he's like, "What's the deal? Why did you leave at the carnival?" And she's like listen are are you trying to like get with me or what because she's like a relationship that's not happening because you know she's kind of taking back her own sexuality she's like i want to get with these guys and leave them i want to make them feel the hurt i felt when daniel left me when she was 10 but i mean but she held on to that for a long time but he's like what do you mean because ethan's so sweet and then he, you know, he guzzles down that drink. He says, girl, we're going. We going upstairs, honey. We going <laughs> oh! upstairs. And I was like this. It was, my heart was freezing. And then, <laughs> it was the only scene of that context. I was like, okay, I'll watch I was this. like, I'm like, I'm for this. I was in the club. I was crying. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know what? Let's. And then she's like what's your body count and he's like what are you talking about and she's like how many times have you had sex and he's like like sex sex like what kind of sex are we talking here and then she's like oh my god you're a virgin i'm not getting with you even though she's a virgin like two minutes ago i know and he's like oh i'll show you what a virgin can do and he just takes it downtown julie brown and i said oh my god he decided to take a plane to australia and he wanted to stay there for a vacation and then here's the dealio right Things are going good. Things are just rising on up. And he's like, you know what? Gotta go. GTG. Because, you know, he got a little. And then my girl cat has to freaking destroy him. And go and hook up with Daniel. Trash on legs. Cat, you know. I loved her. But I did like how one of the I think it was either Cassie or Maddie. They pointed out, like, hey, you've kind of changed a little bit. Maddie. Yeah. Which, like, she had. But in ways I thought it was kind of for the better. It was for the better, even though there are some... You know, nobody's perfect. They can fix some things about themselves. But, you know, you didn't mention the last scene with Kat and Ethan. They go to the dance. Kat comes up, and she's like, you know what? I'm sorry that I've been being trash forever, right? She's like, I don't know what's going on. This this scene had me crying it in the club. so cute. And he's like, it's okay. And this is what he says. Y'all, y'all, buckle in. Because I was crying in the club. Y'all are crying in the club. We're all in the club. Katie's like, She's buckled in. Okay, so 
basically, he says, Kat, I've liked you ever since I sat next to you. Like, come on, girl. And I said, oh. You ain't been dumb since. He said, you know, are you right that we're probably not going to be together forever? Yeah, we're in high school. But I'll do my best to make sure it's me that's hurt in the end. I that part, I was like, I am here for this. I said, if they don't give them attention in season two, I'm going to be so mad. However, there is a theory. Oh, God. I don't believe this. If this is true, I'm going to hurt somebody. So, Kat is basically... Well, she's camming she's, it out. She's she's doing one of her little sessions. This guy, you know, it's a black screen. He has this, you know, voice. It's like... Oh. <sighs> Very Darth Vader, Batman. He's like, strip it down for me, mommy. And she's like, okay, I'm a little uncomfortable because I've never done this before. And there's a theory out in the world, Reddit, all of that. They're all over this. Ethan is black screen guy. Black screen guy. But I don't, don't want to believe it. it. No. If it I don't is, wanna... I'm gonna be so sad. I don't think it is. I don't either. Who do you think it is, though? Um, I feel like that's the one thing that we need answered. I feel like Nate is too obvious, and he doesn't really have a reason. Yeah, um, I don't think it's Cal, because he has an obvious type. <sighs> mm. If it's Ethan, I'm going to be so mad. I don't think it's... I really don't. It has to be one of these characters, though. Yeah. It has to be. It cannot be somebody new. It cannot be, um, like, what was that girl from 13 Reasons Why? Um, Ani, it cannot be an Ani coming in being like, I know everybody. There's a whole compilation of like Ani being annoying. I, I watched oh it. Oh my it's god. Great. It's in my liked videos. Anyway. Um, okay. I McKen think that it could be the first guy that she got with that took the video. Possibly. What about the guy at the carnival? Oh, uh, maybe. But I, at the same time, I'm kind of like, could it? Or the guy at the mall. I don't know. I don't think it's any of these people. I think it... I think this could be them introducing a new character because it could be, like, Kat and Ethan trying to, like, work past her cam girl days. I don't know. But I really hope it's not Ethan. I don't know. I don't think it's him. But should we talk about Fez, like, really quickly? Yeah. So Fez is basically, um, Rue's drug dealer, former drug dealer. You know, he really cares about Rue, actually. And I like how he's a complex character with, you know, he's got some layers. Um, because, you know, he was her drug dealer. And she's like, hey, you cared about me, but you gave me some drugs. He's like, that doesn't mean I don't care about you, girl. I'm trying to get you clean, girl. He looks just like Mac Miller. Mini Mac Miller. Just like I call Like, him. it's insane. It's really weird. It's, like, eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of sounds like him, too, I guess. I don't really know what Mac Miller sounded like. I think that's what like. he sounded like. Um... Like, if I, you know that song that Ariana Grande has, The Way, with Mac Miller? It kind of sounds like, if it's not, I'm sorry, but, um, I guess his whole storyline, he just, his, his storyline is kind of out there, but it's, he has his grandmother he's taking of. She's, like, that's why he's catatonic. Dealing, yeah, that's why he's dealing drugs, you know, um. And he has but, a little brother. Ashtray. You I want to know what Ashtray's real name is. I don't know. Fezco and Ashtray. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the season, you know, Fez gets into some trouble because Nate calls the cops on him and says, like, hey, I know where there's a uh, drug, there's like a drug den or a drug, I don't know. So they have to flush all the stuff down the toilet. And, you know, the people who give them those drugs, 
be scary. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. A little bit dangerous. So, and a little more touch my body. So, Fez has to find a way to get some money. Mm-hmm. And so he decides to rob some doctor's house. Yeah. But It's probably Bryce's father's house. So let's be honest. There are so many parallels between this show and season three of um, 13 Reasons. Like, that scene reminded me of the whole Bryce and Alex. Yeah. And then Nate and Bryce... Those two characters are, like, they will do everything. They put every bad trope into those characters, but try to redeem them. I don't know. They haven't tried to redeem Nate yet, though. Well, like, I guess they kind of did with um, Cal, you know. That scene was weird. It was weird. I was like, okay, this kid's got some issues. I didn't like that. Like, when he was, like, on the floor. He was banging his head. Literally, like, naked, basically. And, like, well, I mean, there was no peanut, thank God. But he's, like, thrashing around. I'm like, what are you for? I don't know. It obviously seemed, seemed like he was holding some stuff in that he needed to get out. Even Cal was like, okay, I'm going to back away now. I'm like, you need to chill. Mm-hmm. And he's just thrashing on the floor, and you can hear it from the other room. But, oh, my God, you know what we totally skipped over? The police. The police. The Tyler police choking is that like really a, I mean it's important quick rundown okay so basically Tyler is the guy that Maddie got with in the pool mm-hmm. but he was he was overage she was underage so obviously there was some, you know Nate was like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna be a lawyer here even though it was consensual mm-hmm. but he goes to Tyler he's like you think you can do my girl get away with it you 22 she's 17 you think you can get with my 17 year old girlfriend even though i'm a senior and probably about to be 18 and in the same boat (sighs) you're wrong and he beats him up and his retina detaches and like he's really messed up that scene had me wanting to throw up and it was i saw that as a very bryce moment Mm -hmm. it was very bryce of him um very zachary shanghai dipsy yeah but basically Nate at one point chokes Maddie because anger issues and Maddie's like I ain't telling nobody and the police are like okay but it's obviously Nate come on mm-hmm. but Nate goes to Jules and Tyler and is like okay y'all I got some tea on y'all if you don't back me up this tea gonna be spilt I know the law and I'm gonna abuse it mm-hmm. so basically it's Tyler um, saying like hey I was the one who choked out Maddie because obviously duh and then um, Jules is like, yeah, that that was the guy who choked out Maddie. Mm-hmm. And that was that. You know, Nate knows how to manipulate the police. Cal even knows, like, hey, I know what you did. Or, like, I know you did something and it wasn't right. And I don't know if you should have gotten away with it. But you did. But you did. Maybe you should learn a lesson. Great parenting? I think not. He's trying to protect Nate from getting involved with, like, all these crazy people. But Nate is doing his own thing. You know, he, there's just there's got to be some point where Cal's like, I can't do anything else with this kid. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think that... Sorry. You looked at something and I was like, what? I think that the real turning point in Maddie and Nate's relationship is the Halloween party when they're back together after all these allegations because of Jules and Tyler's fake testimonies. Because it's like, ooh, girl... Hold on just one second. Okay, she didn't even need anything. Anyway, that and then at the dance. 
Springs booty cheek girl. Booty cheek girl? Who we both confirmed. Well, I confirmed. <laughs> I know her. Well, do you know her? Well, I don't know her, but I used to be subscribed. <laughs> I used to subscribe to her on YouTube. Um, her name is Allie Marie Evans. Cause like when you I mean s- she's not booty cheek girl. No. <laughs> what if that was her like tag? <laughs> booty cheek girl from Euphoria. Um. Yeah. Nate brings a new date because he's trying to make Maddie jealous because they have this whole falling out because he has all these sexuality issues. She's like, you need to go deal with yourself. Yeah, she's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -mm. Even though she wants to still do it. She wants to... But he's like, no. But then he brings booty cheek girl. And they have a dance-off. They like... "Mm." In the club. In the high school cafeteria. Mm -hmm. Whatever that was. But um, do these schools not have dress codes? You know, I don't know. It's very liberal and very California. It's very not Republican. (laughs) What if that was a style? Not Republican. (laughs) Um, But they they eventually slow dance together and they're like, you know, we're not good for each other. You're bad for me. And then they're like, yeah, I know. So stupid. But Uh, it's like I kind of, I I get it, it. But at the same time, like, choked you. He created, you know, he could have destroyed you. He ruined your trachea. I don't know. I think, did we hit all the points that? I think we did. Yeah. I think to wrap up our episode. Isn't it strange how we focus more on, like, Nate and stuff than Brew, who's supposed to be the main character? I think she's more of a narrator than a main character. She's a all-knowing character somehow. I don't know how she knows everybody. Especially when she was in rehab. I'm like, where are you getting the, the oh, info? Also, important note, title card, 11 seconds long. 11 seconds. A static title card. Euphoria. That is ridiculous. Do something with the title card if it's going to be that long. Animate it. Do something. Do anything. But I think our final thing should be realism. How realistic is this? To my life, not realistic. But there are other people out there who probably can relate to Rue. You know? Or Jules. Jules. Or or Nate. Or or any of them. Any of them. I mean hope you don't relate to Nate in the sense of like I've got you know all these issues I'm gonna go choke people everyone's got daddy issues Rue's dad's dead Nate's dad's crazy McKay's dad is pressury Cassie's dad's gone Jules has a dad that won't acknowledge that her mother is gone I don't know it's just daddy issues all around this show I read a I think it was from I want to say it was from Vice a Vice article okay. where they were interviewing like younger people like how realistic is this show and like I thought I said it's probably not that realistic in terms of specificity specificness but in general themes like mm-hmm. people are like yeah I can relate to sneaking around and lying to my parents yeah I can relate to toxic relationships yeah I can relate to body image issues and that's kind of where I thought like people would find the relatability but at the same time there's so many shows that hit on those two like what was it about euphoria that really hit the mark for some people i think it's because it didn't really shy away from hitting the topics because it's like i okay personally and i don't care if this is like polarizing whatever i prefer 13 reasons to this show just my opinion i think 13 reasons is more entertaining mm-hmm. is it problematic of course euphoria has some problematic issues every too. show has its problems yes but this one i think people liked how graphic it is because it's hbo 
So everyone's like, yeah, the F word. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, booty shit girl. Yeah, a penis. <laughs> yeah, the F word. Yeah, booty cheek girl. Yeah, a penis. That is true. And how did you, um, how did you like your first HBO show? Um, you know, I don't, is it my first HBO show? Sometimes well, I get HBO and Showtime mixed up. Yeah, well, I mean, those are two different things. Yeah. But they're kind of similar. Have you ever subscribed to HBO? No. Well, then this is your first time with HBO, girl. How does it feel to lose your HBO virginity? Well, um, you know, I really feel like Kat in this situation. Like, we're documenting it without my consent. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> but, like, I, you know, it was good. I want to watch more HBO shows in the future. I don't want to pay for that subscription. I know. And they don't do student discounts. $15 is a lot of they, money. They, I will say, though, for any college student out there, if you are living on campus, there is... Um, like a possibility your school might have HBO for free Ooh. because my school does however I don't live on campus so I am not allowed to watch HBO Maybe when for I free move into the MTSU dorm so that's great I'm hurt I want to watch Westworld I want to watch Big Little Lies yeah I want to watch Westworld I want to watch like you said Big Little Lies there's uh, Sharp Objects which I'm pretty sure is on HBO maybe in the future we can pool our money, we can Venmo it, and we can have HBO for, like, two months. Maybe. I don't know. I think for Christmas, I'm going to be asking people around be like, okay, I want HBO gift cards. Because, like, the shows are good, but it's like, I'm not. They're so good. But what would you give as your final... Okay. Scratch that. How many contact solution bottles of drug-free urine would you give this show? I would give, I would say six out of ten contact solution bottles of drug-free urine. Ooh, okay. I think I would give it, mm, you know, it reminds me a lot of Skins in a way, but just like not quite as genuine. I would give it like 5.7. Where's the point seven? Fluid ounces. Okay. Of drug-free urine in a contact solution bottle oh you're saying the the urine in the bottle mm -hmm. okay well same deal fluid ounces i think it was a tylenol bottle but how would that make the like pee sound i don't know but she did say it was a tylenol bottle i thought it was a contact solution like that i thought it was too but she said tylenol maybe she's ignorant i don't know she is on drugs maybe she's ignorant maybe it's heroin you want to take a quiz yeah Are we taking a quiz? Yes. This quiz, do you have it pulled up? Mm -hmm. Okay. This quiz will reveal if you're more like Rue from Euphoria or MJ from Spider-Man. Which Zendaya character are you? By Moonlight Babe 45, a community contributor. Honestly, same. Thank you, Moonlight Babe 45. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to choose a color. Purple, blue, orange, or black. Hmm. I'm actually going to choose purple. You know, my nose is running a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to go orange. Cool. How would you describe yourself? Shy. Smart. <laughs> Not these days, folks. Not these days. Independent or, I don't know. Um, well, out of these 
three options. Shy, smart, independent. I don't... Hmm. Why can't I be all of them? Yeah, seriously. Um... I'm just gonna say I don't know, because I can't... I feel like I can't just... Well, I, I do feel independent, but... You know what? I'll just say independent. Whatever. I don't care. You know, I'm gonna go to my former self, smart, because that's how I used to base my value and worth. Okay. Choose a Zendaya movie. Spider-Man, Far From Home. I thought it said Fear From Home for a second. (laughs) Smallfoot. I didn't see that. It's this cartoon thing. The Greatest Showman. Everybody's favorite movie. Or Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming. I wouldn't say that's my favorite role of or anything, but, but it's like the best movie out, out of, of all those. Of what would you rather do on a Friday night? Curl up with a good book. How do you curl up? Like, Just, I'm gonna curl up with my book. I imagine it's like those people ball. that. Can you hold this for a second so yeah. I can demonstrate? It's yeah. like those people that are like this. Hug uh, <laughs> yourself. <laughs> she would always sit like that. Like, she had this, um, in high school, she had this, like, stool instead of a desk, and she would always be like, so class, today we're gonna talk about fractions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, drink with friends, where? With whose money? Go to the movies, or stay at home and sweep. You know I'm gonna be staying at home and sleeping? If I had, you know, my dream life, I'd be going to the movies on a Friday night. I mean, me too, but... Are we yeah. going for realism or fantasy? I'm going with, um, well, actually, you know, Fridays, it's the end of the week. I'm a little tired. I'm going to be sleeping. I would say Saturdays are more of a go to the movies type of day, so I'm going to say go to sleep. I think mine's opposite because I don't have class on Friday. Okay. What would you want as a superpower? Invisibility. A power I already possess. <laughs> Healing power. Mind reading. Or telekinesis. Hmm. Is telekinesis where you can, like, move stuff with your mind? Or is that where you can read minds? Telekinesis is, uh... Oh, wait, it already says mind reading. I'm an idiot, sorry. Yeah, it's like when you can just move things. Ooh. I am not gonna lie. I would love telekinesis. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think for me, I would do... Oh, it's a toss-up between invisibility and mind reading. Because, you know... I just, oof, I don't know about mind reading. I, I fear that mind reading would, like, hurt me more than it would help me. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I would rather just not want to know what people think about me. But I feel like, you know what, I think I'm going to go invisibility because I feel like if I really wanted to know what people were thinking, I could just be invisible, yeah. you know? Choose a song by Zendaya. Wow, okay. Replay. Rewrite the stars. <laughs> Keep it undercover. I've never heard that one. It's probably on that um, Casey undercover show that she had on Disney. A short-lived dream. It was Maybe it was long. I don't, I don't know. know. That was that was she beyond was on, my era. She was on it a really long time. Or something new. Is something new that one with um, Bella? A dream, li- you know, where she goes like a dream like this. Um, I don't think so. No, that one's something to dance for. <laughs> Why, Why is that not an option? I don't know. The only one I know is... What is something new? I don't know. Or is that the one from um, Euphoria? You know, at the very end? What is that one called? I don't think it's called something new. 
Well, I'm just going to put replay because... That's the only one I know. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? I'm going to go rewrite the stars. Okay. I love an interracial couple. Okay. <laughs> Choose a flower. Rose. <laughs> Dahlia. Peony or Lily? Obviously, I gotta go with Rose. Because it's Katie Rose. Duh. We love a woman that's true to her brand. <laughs> I'm gonna go Peony. Not surprised. Okay. Um. <laughs> what did you get, Taylor? You got MJ. Angry? You don't find it easy to bond with others? Ooh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to therapy, okay. <laughs> uh, and prefer to spend your time alone reading a good book. You're an introvert and may appear standoffish, but you're a caring person. And you'll do anything for your friends. I got Rue. I'm a drug addict. You're crooked. <laughs> um, you deeply care for your friends and family, but have a hard time dealing with your own emotions. You tend to make serious things turn into a joke and love to party and escape from reality. You know, I would have to say that all that is true except for love to party. <laughs> you know, I'm not. But define party, you know. I just love to have my own party. My own, my whole life is a party. Every single day that I'm alive is a party okay. that we should be grateful for, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Dolly Parton. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, you want to tell us some things, make sure you give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Leave us an iTunes rating specifically. Yeah, if you're listening on... I mean, if you have an Android, I'm sorry. All of our <laughs> audio Mac people, y'all really be hitting it with some playlists and listening, and I feel like I don't give enough appreciation to the audio audio Mac folks out there. Yeah, but um, follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll. And check out our website, CourageDollPodcast.Wixsite.com. That's CourageDollPodcast.W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com. Slash. Now playing. And for all of you who don't, like, have a way of communicating with us on Twitter or you know iTunes or whatever send us an email telling us what you like at couragedollpodcast at gmail.com I think that's it I think that is it so mm, bye, bye.